hope you guys are having a great day when you're listening like always. Today's episode is going to be just a message from my heart, a message that I have been thinking about lately and honestly is pretty vulnerable and honest and shares a lot of just things that I want to kind of see if anyone else relates to and also just make it aware that I struggle with these things and also try to give some hope in the situation too, like always, because I never just want to dump a lot on here but not actually offer solutions and, you know, ways to deal with these things that we all go through in our 20s or 30s or however old you are and you're listening to this podcast. But today's episode is going to be about social media and our relationship with social media, if it's really healthy, if it's not healthy, why social media can be a source for good and also a source for bad, and how to actually make our relationship with social media a little bit healthier. This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately, and especially the older that I get, the more I think about. And it's hard because when I talk about this, obviously social media is my job, it's my income, and I wouldn't want to be doing anything else in the entire world. I am so thankful to be doing what I'm doing. And every time I meet someone in person who shares why they watch my videos, how they've grown closer to God by listening to my podcast or watching my content or how it just offers them some peace when they're feeling anxious. Those are all reasons that I do what I do. And so at the end of the day, that is all that matters. But I think with any job, there are downsides to it. And obviously, my perspective on social media is probably different as someone who also creates social media, but also consumes. And I think a lot of the reason why I struggle with my relationship with social media is because of how I consume it, not necessarily about creating. And so I thought it would be interesting to hear your guys' perspective, like always. I asked on my Instagram, which is just at Michelle Reed. I did a couple of question polls asking why you like social media, why you don't like it, what has helped your relationship with social media, and then also I asked for you guys to send me an email if you have kind of a longer story to tell. So I'm going to share those as well as I go along because I do think it's helpful to get input from you guys, especially from more of a consumer aspect. And I do think as time goes on, the control our phones and social media have over us does get a little bit more intense and if you're anything like me more addictive over time i recently read a book that i'm going to talk about and also a podcast i've been listening to and i kind of feel like i'm having a little bit of a midlife crisis even though i guess quarter life crisis is the right word i've just been thinking about a lot of things and so not to be too heavy this is just an honest episode that i have wanted to put out there and i think i touch on social media in a lot of episodes but i don't necessarily share in depth about it And so that is what today's episode is going to be about. For the life update, it is Thursday when I'm recording this episode and we are actually headed out to Nebraska tonight, which I'm excited for. I do think we've been traveling a lot, so I'm a little bit frazzled and feel a bit all over the place mentally and physically and just kind of all realms of life. But I'm excited because we're going to see Aiden's family and specifically his dad's side of his family, which I haven't really gotten to spend too much time with. I've never been to Nebraska. And so we're going to drive up there tonight and then finish up the drive tomorrow on Friday. And so I'm excited. You guys know I love road trips. I think they're really fun. We're bringing cash again. So we found a hotel to stay at halfway through that's dog friendly. And I think it'll be nice just to get out and spend some time with this family that I haven't met before. So, and like I said, I've never been to Nebraska. So if you happen to be from Nebraska and you're listening to this podcast or you've been there or even, or even things between Oklahoma City and Wichita, Kansas and 
Nebraska, kind of along our drive, if you have any recommendations for things to do, I would love to hear. We come back on Tuesday, and Tuesday we have a full day driving back, so I'm assuming we'll actually get to make a couple stops if there's anything worth seeing. No of a restaurant I want to go to in Oklahoma City, but if you have any other recommendations, I would gladly take them because, yeah, I feel like the Midwest is an area that I just haven't really explored much. It's not really an area. I've been to Oklahoma City before, but not north of that in the Midwest, so I'm excited to see something new. And we also got back from Wimberley. If you guys follow me on Instagram or when you're watching, this I have a vlog that just went up it was such a nice trip and I've been in this weird state of when you come back from a trip and you have like those post trip blues I've had that ever since leaving and I loved it there I love being out in the country and I talked about this in my vlog but we're kind of trying to decide where we want to live and put down roots later on and it's nice to kind of get out and see all these different areas and just see what's out there and I really love that area, not necessarily living in that area, but just having more land and being a bit far out made me think about a lot of the things that I'm talking about in today's episode. And that's really a big reason why I was making it today because it was just so nice to be out there and to not be consuming as much social media and to be out in fresh air. And I really like the idea of living that kind of life down the road. I think that the older we get kind of thinking about trying to buy land and settle down somewhere like that I think is just a very far off goal but I think it's good to have goals that you're working towards and I definitely think that is something that I love the idea of I love the idea of raising a family on like land out in the country and it's just something that I've grown to like even more and the last thing that I wanted to say is I did this on my Instagram and I'm actually going to keep doing this every few months and so I want to say if you want to follow me on Instagram I am going to start doing these book giveaways. So I've really been into reading and I'm actually going to share some of my reading recommendations in this podcast as a way to stop being on your phone. thought it would be fun because I have all these books that I've read that I've bought and I need to get a library card honestly, but I figure I'll keep buying books if I can give them away like this. But I'm going to put together a box of all the books that I have finished that I don't want to keep. So not the books that I really love that I want to have on my bookshelf to just always have, but more so fiction books, things I'm not going to read again. I am going to box them up and pick a giveaway winner. I asked on my Instagram for you guys to share. So this is over, but I'm going to do it again as soon as I have more books. But I just think that's so fun. I love the idea of reading other people's books and seeing parts that they enjoyed, parts that they underlined. And I thought that would be a fun way to kind of connect with you guys in a different way. I'm always looking for ways to connect in just a new way. And I think sharing my books with you guys, and I probably could have broken it up, honestly, into two, but I figured it's just easier to box them up and ship them out. So I'm going to do that today. And I just really love the idea of that. So if you want to be my next one, feel free to follow me on Instagram. the other day I was listening to this podcast and it's from the minimalist podcast which I love they embarked on a minimalist journey and they have a podcast I love to listen to it I think it's really good I don't really identify as a minimalist but I've been trying to make steps to live more minimally and just have less and be content with less and consume less in terms of 
having things. And so I love their podcast. I always recommend them because I think it's really good. But I was listening to, I think it was an older episode they did. Not too old. It was in the beginning of July. But it was from a guy who produced this documentary called Fake Famous. And essentially, I think it was an HBO documentary, but they followed an actress, a fashion designer, and a real estate assistant. And they basically attempt to make them into social media influencers. So they buy all these fake followers and they try to essentially become influencers, gain a following, and become famous. And I watched the documentary after that and I just think it was really interesting. I mean, there's parts that I don't agree with. Obviously, I do this as a job and I do think it's a fulfilling job when you do it in a certain way, but there are parts that I also agree with it on. Nick Bilton, he said this line in the podcast, he said, I'd rather be broke and real than rich and fake. And he was talking a lot about confusing fame with ability. And it just kind of got me thinking about social media and how it messes with how we perceive people and how we perceive people to have all this ability when they're just famous. Ever since this point in time, I haven't really been asked a lot about what I do and what I do as a job. And ever so more often, I think when you get into your 20s, that's always the question that people ask, oh, what do you do? And I increasingly have gotten so embarrassed to tell people what I do. Like sometimes I will just make things up and say I work in social media marketing because I don't want to be honest about what I do, even though I love it and I'm proud of it and I am so appreciative that I get to do it. I just know the connotation that it has with other people. And so I immediately just start like scrambling and saying a bunch of other things and getting really chatty. So that's kind of on my personal side of dealing with this kind of thing. But On the other side, I think as a consumer, I've noticed myself just being so glued to my phone. And I think we talk about this all the time about being obsessed with their phones and really consuming a lot. And I think that the more platforms that there are, the kind of there's just so much more available. You know, you have reels, you have in feed posts, you have TikTok, you have YouTube videos. And I mean, personally, I actually just got on TikTok and It's funny because I had always been so opposed to it because I was like, this is just another thing to have to do. It's another thing to put out there that's going to be just crazy for people to consume. But I actually really like it. And I think this happens to a lot of people about a lot of small things that I love in life, kind of like the small joys that I love and just putting them in those short form videos that are wholesome to watch. And so if you want to follow me on TikTok, if that's the kind of social media consumption you like. But all that to say, I have found myself feeling the most insecure when I'm consuming the most social media. So when I'm scrolling the most, when I'm watching the most videos. And I think a lot of times I think, oh, I'm just researching for certain things, but I feel the most uninspired when I'm consuming the most and starting to deal with burnout and overanalyzing what I share. The thing about me is I find I'm actually not really someone who, and I believe this is true about me, don't find myself really analyzing other people and nitpicking at small things. As that kind of person, I don't notice when I'm like making content if something's off in the background or if there's something in my teeth or like those kinds of things. I just don't notice them. And I got a comment the other day and someone was like, oh, it made me so anxious to see how you opened that bag. And in my head, I was like, boy, was that weird that I opened that bag? Like, I just didn't even notice. And that's just the person that I am. But then it makes me overanalyze what I'm doing because I assume that other people are doing that too. And this balance of trying to care less about what I'm posting, but also knowing that things are scrutinized a lot online 
And in my head, I'm thinking if I feel the most uninspired when I'm consuming so much content, why am I trying to just put out all this content all the time for other people that is likely going to make them feel drained too, which I know everyone who is listening to this podcast or watching my videos doesn't feel the same way as me with that makes me think about the morality of doing what I'm doing. And so this is kind of my quarter life crisis I'm having right now. Yeah, I think that I feel the most alive and present in my life when I'm not necessarily consuming social media. I love to post. I love posting what I do. I feel very confident in what I share online. I think that it's a very genuine depiction of my life and a genuine without oversharing parts of my life that I don't feel comfortable sharing. It just feels like a good balance for me. And when we went to Wimberley, that content that I shared was some of my favorite. And the thing about being there was I just posted it and then I wasn't consuming. I just put it out there. And it was just moments like that that I really do love social media for that reason, but then not always feeling like I'm trying to put out this life for people to compare And I think especially with social media just being a highlight reel, it really does emphasize all the highlights of people's lives. That's obvious, but especially in the realm of significant life changes. So when you move, when you have a baby, when you get married, I think that those are the moments that we really just praise people and are really happy for people, obviously, because those are big parts of people's lives. But it's easy to compare yourself to think, okay, that's what I should be doing at this stage of my life. That's where I feel like I should be. And to think that you have to be there too. And and I think everyone can relate to the aspect of it's so nice when you're hanging out with someone and you just are talking so easily. The conversation comes so naturally. You feel so connected to someone. And you also just forget that your phone is there. Like, I love that feeling. And I always notice my screen time is the lowest when I'm hanging out with the most people because those are just such nice moments. Like, The other day, I went to lunch with my friend Shelby, who I actually met through YouTube. She actually works for a brand that I worked with, but we hung out after and we were just getting to know each other and talking about how we were raised and our life and being close to our family. And it was just such a nice conversation. And I didn't look at my phone for two and a half hours. and I realized that I had missed like a meeting that I had because I just wasn't aware that time had gone by that fast. And Those moments are so precious and so real. And I just always think about what if your whole life was like that? What if your whole life was just moments of not being online and not feeling the urge to share or consume all the time? And I think there's a balance because I know there are people that I love to follow on social media. I'm actually going to share some of my favorites on here to people that I find are really uplifting and positive and I think use social media in a really positive way. And so I don't think it's all bad, obviously, and I just think that I am constantly trying to be in a place where I'm using it in the right way and using it in the way that I feel is going to be uplifting for other people, which is why I don't want this podcast to be that much of a Debbie Downer, so I'm sorry if it is. I just wanted to share this conversation because I was talking to Aiden the other night. It's super late, and sometimes it's hard for me to open up to people about things, and even people I'm really close to, I just don't process my emotions very easily. And so we were talking last night about this. I've just tried to make a lot of changes to social media ever since it became kind of my full-time job, just how I approach it, how I work with companies, how I really try to be thoughtful about what I'm putting out there and what I'm sharing. And one thing that I think has been a really positive change for me and has shifted my mindset 
is trying to be a lot more particular about sponsors. You guys probably know if you watch my videos, I don't have nearly as many sponsorships as I used to, and that's not because they're not coming in. My manager just always jokes that I think you turn down 99% of everything that comes in. I know everyone says that, but I just never want to share things that I don't think are healthy for other people. And one of the biggest areas was I used to do giant haul videos, like giant clothing haul videos. And this was, I think with everyone, I don't think those videos are necessarily bad. It was just a personal conviction for me where I didn't think that it was fulfilling ordering that many clothes when a brand said, okay, you can order $500 worth of clothes to show in a video. It just didn't feel right. And I don't feel comfortable doing that anymore and promoting that. And I do share things that I buy every now and then, but I try to make sure it's in smaller quantities. So, and there are brands that I love to work with all the time. Like every plate's a meal kit delivery service that I think makes it easier for people to make dinner at night, which is a really special time. You guys know I love making meals at night. It's one of my favorite things. And so things like that, things that are more like Skillshare I'm working with in the next month about having a new hobby, having a new skill. I think those are positive things. So just trying to shift the kinds of brands that I'm working with. I don't really work with makeup or skincare brands anymore beyond Dr. Zenovia because I love Dr. Zenovia. They actually gift me products, but I don't actually work with them on like a paid basis. But yeah, sponsors are a big way that I make my money on here. And I think just being a little bit more conscious about what I'm sharing, especially on Instagram, I just try to keep them primarily on YouTube. So it's an integration within a video that you're already watching that you can skip through if you're not interested. So that is where my heart is with that. So I do think I've made changes with how I relate to social media and how I use it to be a better place. I'm sorry this is really chit chatty because yeah, I just hate the feeling of getting so obsessed with consuming things as well as content and thinking that if you buy this certain thing it's going to make you happier because oh my gosh I know that feeling when you're really happy when you rip open that package and you feel all the joy that comes with it but then it leaves in a couple of hours and I just don't want to leave people with that when they see what I'm sharing online so and that's not to say I won't change my mind on the things that I'm sharing. This is just my conviction right now and what I believe. And I'd be interested to hear who you think online does sponsors really well. That would be interesting. I personally really love Jen I am. She's one of my favorite YouTubers and I think she's the cutest pregnant person ever. I think that she does ads really well. I love watching her content because her sponsorships are always very seamless. So I asked on my Instagram what you guys liked and what you disliked the most about social media. And so I'm going to share my things first and then I'm going to read through the poll. There are so many responses and so I'm going to try to read as many as possible. Oh my gosh, my sister-in-law's going into labor. I just checked my phone. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh. Oh no, I'm so sad because we're going tonight. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. I've been checking. I usually don't check my phone. I usually don't check my phone when I'm recording my podcast, but I have been checking my phone because I know they are both about to have their babies. So my sister-in-law, Lindsay, and my sister, Lindsay. And so, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. I'm so excited though because she wasn't wanting to be induced and so I'm happy that it's happening naturally. Oh, wow. That just made everything better. All my petty little worries 
I love babies. I'm so excited to have a new two new nieces. But what I like versus what I don't like the most about social media. Okay, so for what I like, I personally have met so many friends through social media. I actually have a friend that I met through social media that just moved to Dallas and I'm so excited. I love getting to DM with subscribers. I honestly have full-on conversations with people in my DMs, people who typically tag me in stories. That's how I usually see people's messages the most is when they tag me in stories because things kind of get lost when they're in the message requests. I love the aspect of editing videos. When I was editing that Wimberly vlog, it was just so uplifting. It was just so fun to get to put all these clips of all these really happy moments and put them together in a way that's just visually appealing. Editing videos is my favorite part of what I do. I would never ever hand that off to someone, but I do think I would get someone to do the promotional aspect of things. That's what I think I really have a weakness in. I also really love seeing what people are up to. I actually do like seeing updates from friends and that kind of thing. I love seeing when people are having babies, when people are just living their life. They're simple things. I follow who is it that I really love. Um, I also like getting just a lot of different opinions on different things on social media, specifically podcasts. I definitely am a fan of Joe Rogan's podcast. I love hearing about topics that I don't think I would normally be exposed to just by like watching the people that I normally watch online. I mean, I think I've just gotten more interested in a lot of different topics because of listening to things that I've heard on social media. So I think it can be good just to hear different opinions on a lot of things. Things that I dislike, I think just constantly keeping up with everything and feeling like you have to keep up. It's different when you're choosing to, but then feeling like you have to. Always happens where the platforms try to kind of mimic each other. I know that Instagram's trying to be more of a video platform now, and I'm actually not someone who loves photos, so maybe that's a good thing, but I think it's just hard to keep up with everything when all these apps are trying to kind of imitate each other and become the same. So those are personally my likes and dislikes, but I'm going to share some of your guys's based off of this poll. I love documenting my own life in a way that is pretty and aesthetic, but with that being said, I'm often nervous about making my page all about me from a Christian perspective. I just don't want it to seem like I'm glorifying myself and my life, which I think is also true. I think it's hard when you don't want to come off as being totally obsessed with yourself, but you also want to share parts of your life that you really love. I like community and encouragement, but I dislike burnout from consuming too much, which I totally agree with. It makes me feel like I'm always not doing enough, putting out enough content. That's one of my influencer friends, and I definitely agree with that. It says, I dislike when I have emotional baggage to deal with and I run to social media to numb my feelings. Yeah, I remember reading a book one time and it said that people use social media like babies use a pacifier and it literally just soothes them but it's not actually addressing why you're using social media. I like that I can keep updated with friends without spending too much time talking. <laughs> I feel like I relate to that one. I mostly follow influencers that don't make me feel bad about myself and college friends that I like. I like that I can find inspiration for decor clothing and I dislike how bad it can make me feel, it can make people feel. I like that you can meet new people through social media. I like learning about other places and people. I dislike fakeness and staging that comes with increased subscribers. I like seeing what other people are up to and connecting with people, but I dislike comparison. Social connection is what I like, but I don't like being addicted to my phone all day. I hate how I always get sucked into being on social media for hours. I like to connect with people from any country. I dislike that people share too much and there's not enough privacy. Yeah, I definitely feel the pressure to kind of share all realms of life. And I think that I've 
realize that, okay, maybe I shouldn't have shared that much or maybe I shouldn't have said that. And so I agree with that. I like being inspired and seeing friends. I dislike that we can spend too much time on it without realizing it. I don't like how much of my time it takes up. It's very obvious, but it can feel so toxic sometimes and make you feel bad about yourself. I like seeing what my friends are up to, but sometimes I can't help but doom scroll. Yeah, that's because negative headlines are honestly what people click on and they know that. And so it's so easy to doom scroll when it seems like everything is going wrong. I dislike all the companies that are trying to sell me things. It makes me discontent with my life. I like staying in touch with people. I hate the vortex of scrolling and feeling like it's hard to stop. I love following you because you show thoughtfulness in what you buy. That was sweet. Thank you. I was not trying to get, and this podcast is not trying to get reasons why you follow me that by any means. I just wanted to have this conversation. I think it's interesting to hear how different people feel because someone said, when I realized I had control over it, that's when I realized it doesn't have power over me. And I think that's true too. I think sometimes you just assume it's all bad. It has such a negative rep, but you kind of have to check yourself and realize if you're a part of the problem too. Dislike the comparison, especially as a first year teacher looking at teacher influencers. You know, I definitely think that would be true. I think that there are a lot of teacher influencers and it can make you feel insecure. I think especially even as a mom, when people are homeschooling, not saying I'm a mom, seeing other moms sharing their schooling plans and that kind of thing can be easy to feel like you're not doing enough. I like the instant connections you are able to make with people across the globe. So true. I'm a visual and creative person, so I love being inspired by beautiful content. That's so true. That's how I feel about Morgan Harper Nichols on Instagram. I love her content. Algorithm limits me to only see a few things. Feel like I have limited control on what I see. This is true too. You know, the other day, Aiden was showing me these videos of, it was a guy who builds pools out of, I don't know if it was sand or mud. It was really cool, but I was just watching them and we were talking about it and I think he said his channel name and then I went on YouTube and that video was in my recommended and it's so creepy how our phones listen to us. I like that it connects people and brings us together to celebrate. I dislike planning out memories to feel nostalgic about later versus living in the moment. I hate when it affects my mood when I don't get the number of likes I expected. Not proud of that. Yeah, I always wonder if with other people who don't do social media as a job, like you're not trying to gain a following if you still feel insecure about not getting enough likes on a photo. Because I deal with that, but that's because it's directly related to how I'm performing. But I think for having just like a normal Instagram account, I always wonder if that affects other people too. Like that it connects me with family and friends. I dislike completion and attention seeking. I dislike that it can be toxic and it's changed the dating world. I dislike how if you speak up about certain things, you get shot down. I dislike how the media blows up only one side of things. I dislike how the algorithms and interfaces are designed to keep you locked in for long periods of time. Yeah, I think that a lot of social media's purpose is just to make people hate each other too. So I also agree with that. to share how to fix our relationship with social media. So given that that's how everyone thinks, I think it's really interesting how some people will like something about social media while other people dislike that same exact thing. And so I read this book and I really would recommend it. I think it's an older book, but it's called How to Break Up with Your Phone. And I'll have this in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. But I really loved kind of the three main points of it was how phone apps are designed to be addictive, how they damage our ability to think more deeply, and how to stop using them as much. 
And I think it's a really interesting read, but I know there are so many books out there about this, though. She has this one quote that says, There's nothing wrong with spending your attention on social media or any other app. There is also nothing wrong with a designer trying to make an app that's fun, engaging, and profitable. But as users, we should be using our apps because we've made a conscious choice to do so, not because of manipulative psychological tricks that are meant to make money for someone else. And I totally agree with that. I think it's fine if it's a business and they're trying to make apps work that way, but that just means that you have to put the control in your hands to be better at using it. And so I wanted to share a few things that I have done in my life to be better about not being on my phone more. And I don't think I'm perfect at this. I think I could be better and I do have to be on it. So I kind of give myself some grace with this stuff. But I think if you're in a place where you're really struggling, these are just some things to think about incorporating into your life. And I think you live and you learn as you go along with life too. This is one that a lot of people said. I'm going to share some of the responses about what you guys do to kind of help your relationship with social media. But that's just taking one day a week to not consume social media, not post on social media, and just don't think about it. For me, I typically do this on Sundays. I just felt convicted, especially within my faith, to be taking more of a Sabbath day. I don't think that I live this life where things are really crazy, so I don't think I need to take this day to do absolutely nothing. But for me, something I know that I'm always on and always using is social media. So having one day a week and just doing it frequently because the more you do it, the more it becomes normal and you actually appreciate it. And for me, doing it on a Sunday, which is kind of my day of rest, I think is just really helpful for me and good to just take that day off. I think number two is just having time limits on apps that you don't actually want to be on for a certain period of time. I more so have these on my apps to be aware of when I've hit certain times. So for Instagram, I have an hour on there and it's not like once that hour is up, I totally go off. It's more so that I want to see when that hour is hit because sometimes it will be at 10 p.m. at night and I can just say that that's like the best day when I hit that or I don't even hit it because I'm not on it enough because I'm just not on it as much. But then there are some days when I will hit that time limit at like noon and that's usually on days when I'm trying to do these polls. I'm reading what people are saying. I'm responding to people more. So like I said, I'll give myself some grace, but that's some days when I'm not being productive. I'm just scrolling on my phone and those are typically the days when I'm really crabby and just not my best self. And so I think having those time limits is really, really helpful. And this is a fun one that I really love and that is just trying to read more. This is something I've been trying to do and specifically reading books that are interesting and fictional. I think when reading doesn't feel like you're always trying to necessarily learn on a new topic or educate on a certain topic, but just reading for the sake of reading. And so I wanted to share a few of my favorite just fun reads. Some of these are thrillers. Some of these are just fiction books. Some are love stories. They just feel like they're making me take a break away from life. The first one is It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. I'm sure you guys have heard of this one, but I think it's a really good read as well as Verity by Colleen Hoover. That is more of kind of a thriller. Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell is also another thriller. The Last Mrs. Parrish is kind of another thriller. I love thriller books. I just read them so quickly. You Are What You Love by James K.A. Smith. So this is a faith-based book and it's definitely a bit of a, at least for me, a harder read, but I think it's a good read on how what we love is worship and how everyone worships. I really like that book. Small Fry by Lisa Brennan Jobs, who's Steve Jobs' daughter, and it's kind of her memoir. I just think that one's interesting, and I like the way that it's written. 
Anonymous Girl by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. That's another thriller that I love, as well as The Wife Between Us, which is by the same two authors. So I get asked about books quite a bit, and I think I need to make a Goodreads account or something because I do enjoy reading books and I just think it's something that I used to read for the sake of school and so it was just one of those things that you felt was a burden but now as an adult it's fun reading for fun and it's honestly so much more interesting than picking up my phone and so that's something that has helped me a lot. Number four is just watching something uplifting. At night, I've been watching Gilmore Girls. I've been re-watching it, and I love Gilmore Girls. It is just the most wholesome show. It makes me feel so good. It's so entertaining. It's funny. I just think it's a cute show, and I think finding something that's just uplifting and takes your mind off of all of the just craziness that we see online, I think can be really helpful. Number five is just calling someone. Yesterday, I was having a little bit of a day and I was by myself and I actually was on a call with a brand with my manager and then afterwards, I just called him and I talked to him for about 45 minutes and it was just so nice to kind of put my thoughts out there and get feedback and also get help. I love my management because they are also Christian, so I think from my worldview, it's nice to have people who share the same worldview and can give me advice from that perspective. And it was just really helpful. I think I'm not someone who reaches out enough to people. So it always helps to be able to call someone. Number six is just to be around people that you want to be like. And for me, that's people who just aren't consumed with social media. I think it's good to have friends outside of the industry. And it's also really helpful to have friends in the industry who you feel like you can agree with and kind of bounce ideas off with and just be helpful. And number seven is just putting your phone out of sight. When we were driving back from Wimberley, I found myself being so inclined to be on my phone a lot. And I literally just chucked my phone in the back seat in the way back, actually more of the trunk area. And so I just couldn't go on it because sometimes I just physically need to remove myself from my phone. I will go on a walk without my phone. I'll go to the grocery store without my phone, which might not be the safest if something happens, but typically things are okay. I don't feel like I absolutely need it. Or I'll go on a walk with Aiden. He'll have his so I feel better. But those are all ways that I have kind of helped my relationship with social media and just be more wise about how I use it personally. Okay, I'm going to read some of the ways that you guys actually have improved your relationship with social media. So the first one says using it to glorify Jesus rather than myself. Also unfollowing muting accounts that drain me. Seeing it as a tool rather than a mode of entertainment. Becoming older, getting a postgraduate job, and seeing outside of the social media bubble. That definitely sounds like it could be a good way to go about it. Taking breaks every so often to protect my mental health, stepping back when needed. Cleaning out my following, like cleaning out my closet, following accounts that bring me joy. Set times of the day that I allow myself to use social media, so after 5 p.m., put my phone in another room when I need to get work or school done. Reducing my time on it and listening to your content, which is so nice. Thank you. Reminding myself that it's a filtered version of everyone's life and setting a time limit. Following people who I can relate to and don't make me feel bad. Turning off likes on Instagram, turning off notifications. Not following people who make me feel bad about myself, so looks, wealth, body image. I deleted Instagram and Facebook from my phone to prevent myself from scrolling so I can just use my confu- so I can just use my computer. Being picky about who I'm following and what I'm consuming and setting limits. Unfollowed everyone who didn't inspire me or brought me joy. Hiking and going off-grid on the weekends. Also keeping my phone in a separate room. Honestly, having your phone out of sight. Deleting the apps off my phone during the week. 
always being aware of how it's making me feel, deleting those who drain my energy, not following people just because I know them in real life. Yeah, I think this is something I started to do. I think there's like this weird thing where you feel like just because you know someone, you have to follow them, but I don't think you have to keep up with everyone that you've met before online. Not restricting, same idea as food restriction and binge eating. So I think that's kind of the other side, not actually being restrictive. Leaving my phone out of reach whenever I can and having my phone lock me out of apps. Yep, that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> Redirecting myself. When on a toxic side of social media, I know I'm too bored and need to start a new task. Knowing more about the apps that you use and how they work. I think that one is also really true, especially that's kind of what the book talks about that I mentioned how these apps are actually designed and how they're designed to be addictive. Becoming more private when choosing what to post, not showing everything. Do not disturb between 9 and 9 and remove notification symbols on apps. If there is a friend that I can't unfollow but seeing their stories affects me, I just mute them. Using a digital tracker that notifies me daily of my screen time and limits app usage. I plan things that don't allow me to look at my phone, hiking, swimming, biking, etc. Deleting the Insta app off my phone and only scrolling through my Safari browser. I think that those were all really good suggestions and honestly guys, I was planning on reading some of the emails too, but I'm looking at the clock and this is around 41 minutes when I'm recording. It'll probably be closer to 39 by the time I edit out, but I think that's everything that I'm going to share for this episode. I really hope that this ended with some hope at the end. I really don't want you to feel like negative energy from this episode. I just wanted to be honest and honestly, these episodes where I just kind of share my heart and be open and honest with you guys on here. Those are the ones that I find resonate the best with people. I get the most messages from people who say they appreciated it. And so social media can definitely be a source for good. And I'm always thankful that I get to do this as a job. And I really do take it seriously. And I hope to be doing it in a way where you guys enjoy what I consume and you appreciate what I consume. And I'm just so thankful that you guys allow me to do this as my job. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any other recommendations for topics you'd like me to talk on, feel free to just shoot me a DM. I have a very exciting guest that I'm interviewing probably in the next couple of weeks. And you guys know I don't do interview episodes too often, so I'm so excited for that. It's someone's product that I use every single day and it's very interesting. It's probably going to be more science related, so I'm really excited for that. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you did, like always, feel free to tag me in a story. That's the best way for me to see it. And I'll definitely shoot you a DM back and just say thank you for listening. So also feel free to write a review if you guys enjoyed listening to this episode and subscribe for new podcast episodes every Monday. But thank you guys so much for listening and I'll catch you guys in my next episode. Bye, friends. Thank you.